0: talk line network radio america's longest running jewish broadcast network the voice of the jewish community welcome to the podcast and now you're listening to talk line with zev brenner america's premier jewish broadcast on the air since 1981 and now here's your host Welcome back to the program. Mom, Zev Brenner. We have Gershie Schlesinger with us from time to time. He is a CEO of Park Air. He is a community leader, activist, so active in the Sockman community, in the Williamsburg Jewish community and beyond. So Gershie, good to have you back again.
1: Hi, Zev. How are you?
0: Baruch Hashem. I can't believe the summer has gone by so quickly. And, uh, and speaking of time passing by, I understand today is the 43rd yard site of the passing of the Sat Rebbe, Zeichut Adlik Levarach, forty-three years ago. I can't believe that. Wow, so long ago.
1: Yes, the Chovav um, of the twenty-sixth of Av uh, today is going to be the forty. Yeah, he passed away in 1979, and it's going to be the forty-third yahrzeit.
0: So, how is it being commemorated? How is the yahrzeit being commemorated in the community? Um, and let's look at the legacy what the Rebbe had on the community, too, 43 years later.
1: So it's unbelievable. The, um, you know, the uh, Beisach and Kiris Yuel is probably uh, and during the days of the side, um, you know, starting when the women start to go there. Um, I believe, you know, this year was Sunday, Monday. And they tried to restrict. Um, the men from going when the women go today, I believe there's only men, um, then restricting it for women. So there shouldn't be, uh, you know, any issues. And during the, uh, the days before and days after, um, the amount of people are coming year over year and growing. It's amazing. I mean, uh, the numbers that the organizers are saying is, you know, you're talking the numbers of over 100,000 people that pass by. The, the cemetery um during the week of the yard site that's that's i would say it's probably uh you know the largest or one of the largest um, um you know cemetery yard sites that uh the american jewish community has
0: well a hundred thousand is is amazing that's a, such a tremendous number i didn't realize it was it was that high wow and, and I would assume that includes both groups from Reb Salman Leib and from Revaron, right? That's uh, so well everybody. Of course,
1: of course. Yeah. It's uh, ev- everyone is together in this. You know, it's, uh the Sakma Rebbe was uh, one Rebbe. He started it all and he was the founder of the Hasidus. so uh, um everyone goes. There's yeah. no it doesn't it doesn't matter where, where you belong. Right.
0: It's, um, I just can't, it's a hundred thousand big lump, which means there must be a lot of police presence there too, right?
1: So, um, the, the, the village of Curacao, which is now the town of Palm Tree, um, they work hand in hand with the, um, New York state police and they have a lot of resources, um, during the week, you know, the days before and after the Yacht Um, and they're getting better and better of it, you know, every year, this year, um, they rebuilt the OHEL, uh, was completely rebuilt. Um, it's much more aesthetic. It's much more easier to come in and out, um, for the crowd. The crowd control is, is amazing.
0: Now a hundred thousand is a lot, but you say it spread over how many days before the art site and it, how long after the art site? Right.
1: It starts, you know, it started, uh, you know, even last Friday, a lot of people go up to the mountains. Um, you know, this is right in the way. On um, The 17th, you just, you know, as you come up from the city and you take the New York State Thruway, you go into the New York 17 West. Um, it's right there. It's minutes off the 17th. Um, so a lot of people, last weekend, it started. And Sunday and Monday, as I said, you know, a lot of women come. And uh, today, tomorrow, we're gonna see thousands of men, so yeah, it spread over probably a
0: week it's spread over a week a hundred thousand, and I assume it gets bigger and bigger every year. This is what I'm hearing from every,
1: you. absolutely it gets bigger every year it's amazing you know it's it's a natural growth you know from the southern communities all over the tri state area you know new York new jersey um there's new communities uh you know every year i mean look look what's going on and a lot of people are migrating from the city it's uh it's becoming harder and harder to you know especially for young families to uh plant their livelihoods and you know uh, apartments is almost impossible to buy uh i live in willsburg you know if you want to buy an apartment in old you're talking a million dollars plus so the young family uh is almost impossible to uh to buy a to buy an apartment so that's why you have all these new developments um even new york new jersey uh look at linden new jersey is growing by leaps and bounds they're opening now um next week the sophomore schools boys and girls um you go anywhere upstate you know starting from uh, muncie and on the surrounding areas and you go to and you all the surrounding areas you have uh the town of Blooming Grove, you go a little further up uh, Chester, um, you go even and Sullivan County is starting to go all year round communities. And um, you, Lakewood is growing Lakewood and it's Toms the River, I think there. Toms
0: River too I believe you have yeah. Yeah. growing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable. I mean uh, you know Staten Island, you know what's what's happening is that it's, it's becoming harder and harder to live in, in the city. Um, you know starting from the cost of apartments, crime rates, uh, you know, these are all things that factor into, you know, quality of life issues and uh, at the end of the day, that, that's what people are doing.
0: And is there also a community in Tampa, Florida, I remember reading, there was thinking about starting one there, did that ever actually come to fruition?
1: Yeah, it's it's still in the planning stages, uh, as far as I understand, Um, but there is a big interest. I mean, I've I've seen them advertising and all, um, you know, the software, you know, news publications and, you know, uh, all different types of methods they're using, and uh, there is a big uh, interest. There's definitely a big interest.
0: Now, it's fascinating because the Rebbe, who survived the Holocaust and came to Williamsburg, and when a handful of followers, my father all of olive Shalom went to some of the Titian of the Rebbe and remembered, you know, being there and it wasn't the numbers that you see today. So since that time post Holocaust till today, uh, where it was just a handful of people, how do we have any numbers of how many Sakhmar Hasidim are from both groups? Do we have any idea, any estimate what the numbers are? Uh, it's, it's,
1: it's in the thousands, you know, the tens of thousands now. I mean, it's, uh, between all the communities and, and, tri state area it's uh tremendous amount. Um, you know, it's uh a part of the vision that um uh, the Rebbe had um, you know, to build um schools yeshivas and of course everything works hand in hand with a Fesset network. Um you know the side of the yard side there's right, there's there's all these stories coming up um of what the Rebbe was uh always you know fighting for he's uh there's a story that just came out about um uh a kid with ALS and the kid really wanted to be for a couple weeks in one of the summer camps but um you know the camp administration was kind of fighting it because they needed to change uh, a lot of things in the camp just to accommodate someone with ALS which is unfortunately you know uh um, you know, you have to do, uh, you have to re-ramp buildings, you know, gut, um, the rooms to make it accessible. And, you know, it, it wasn't just the money. It was like changing the whole system. And the administration was actually, you know, not, not happy with it. So, um, the per, the people who were involved, there was actually an organization who does that for, unfortunately, kids with uh, sicknesses. Um They went into the Rebbe, and the rabbi said, you know, um, um, the old Satmar rabbi, he made it very clear. If we can do chesed in conjunction with with our schools, then I don't need those schools. And the Rebbe said the same thing. No, he says if if the camps can't uh, accommodate sick children, then I don't need those camps. Uh, change the name. Don't take all the name Satmar. And, and just change the name of the camp. And, of course, you know, having said these words, uh, they made it happen, and, you know, it just shows the tremendous amount of chesed that goes hand-in-hand with the entire system.
0: Well, I, I blurted out before uh, Biko Cholm, you can't go to any hospital here in New York and not see the Biko Cholm and see the chesed that Safran does for everybody.
1: Yeah, so uh, now it's not only Safran. So Safran was they're showing the path and now everyone else is doing it. And that's, uh, that's a very good thing. It's a Kiddish Hashem that, you know, wherever you go, you see the tremendous amount of chesed that was all started by, you know, uh, 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 single-handedly by the Rebbe and his wife, the Rebitson. She was tremendous in, um, building the big home network
0: now my favorite one of my favorite Rebbe stories is is that Mike Tress who was a legendary individual who saved a lot of Jews during the Holocaust did not have a beard and he went to visit the Satman Rebbe who had a good sense of humor when they when he went out people complained to the Rebbe he doesn't have a beard how's the Rebbe you know dealing with him so the Rebbe said after 120 years they're going to go to him and go Jew Jew where's your beard and he says in your case he said to the Hasidim they are going to say beard beard where's the Jew
1: it's a <laughs> Yeah, that's a
0: famous story. It's a famous story. And it's true. And it's true. Uh, tell me, there, there's a story which originally I thought was a tribute to the Rebbe and then... um Somebody said that that may it may be more legend than factual, and I just wanted to pick your brain about that. I believe it was Lyndon Baines Johnson went to visit the Rebbe. It was a presidential candidate. I think it was LBJ. And the Rebbe was known for being anti-Zionist and anti-state. But yet, when this elected official came for the bracha, the Rebbe said he should be good to Israel. So people had said to him, like, why are you... Telling him, you know, to be supporter of Israel when yourself are not. He says that's one thing we do in, inwardly, but when we do outside to the outside world. We have to have a different face, a different presentation. I'm sure you heard that story, uh, and I said it many times. But I think one one individual who's affiliated with Cyber said it may not be true. Are you familiar with that story?
1: Uh, I have heard that story. Um, again, this was in the '60s, and um, I've heard it a little different. I think he, be- I believe he said that uh, if a goy, uh, a gentile, is um, doesn't like Israel,
0: I, I cleaned it up. For the, uh, I probably, it I, He's I, I,
1: probably an anti-Semite. So uh, um, yes, um, you, know, uh, if, you know, a goy doesn't have the uh, mitzvahs that you know the, uh, the the things that we are supposed to have. You know, the the, the Gemara has. A lot of things that you know, the the Bashita is based on, and a Goy doesn't have that. So if a Goy is against Israel, um, he's probably an anti-Semite. So right.
0: I, I cleaned it that, up a little bit. For, I, I cleaned it up a little bit for the purpose of our conversation. <laughs> okay. But you mentioned anti-Semitism. I we're speaking with Gershon Schlesinger. He's a community leader. He's an activist. He's CEO of Park Air, which is not just in Williamsburg but throughout the New York area. And you mentioned anti-Semitism. In the last day or so, there have been some attacks on Hasidim. There was a random attack the other day where somebody took a fire extinguisher, just started spraying up, I think, one or two Hasidim. What's happening? What's going on?
1: It's unfortunate. You know, there is a lot of hate crimes, and uh, the Hasidim are, you know, obviously, visibly, you know, uh, you can you can, you can can see a mile away, the Hasidim, um, unlike some other, you know, segments of Judaism where, you know, you don't stand out so much. So we do suffer a lot more. It's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, that's part of the quality of life in New York City, less so in, in upstate and other communities. And, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's the entire city is suffering. It's not only, uh, you know, it's, it's all over.
0: So, Gersh, am I to understand know. you correctly that the crime wave is affecting even the Hasidic community in Williamsburg, where there some of them are just leaving and moving to other areas where you have a sophomore community growing?
1: Well, like I said before, I think that's part of you know that's not the only issue. It's a lot of uh, a lot of it has to do with the cost of you know the cost of living in the city, cost of apartments. Uh, you know, a, a couple of that with the crime rate, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, it's, it's a big factor. So unfortunately, the crime rate in New York City overall has risen. you know, the last couple of years. Um, I hope, you know, our mayor, uh, who's fairly new, um, is going to be able to do something about it.
0: No, it's certainly terrible. By the way, the Rebbe, the Satma Rebbe, saved Williamsburg because Williamsburg was going through a decline in the 60s and 70s. In fact, at one point, the Rebbe was considering moving or starting a community or moving to New Jersey, it didn't come to fruition. At some point later on, he did establish a community in Monroe, New York, here Yale. But crime was bad then, too. But I think the community is much bigger today And for a lot of factors, including crime. And it's, Williamsburg is more expensive than some other areas in the city, so it's hard for a young family to really support themselves and live in Williamsburg, so they have no choice but to move elsewhere if they want to be part of the community.
1: Correct. I mean it's very interesting what you were saying. You know, the, the Rebbe had a dream uh back in, in the fifties and the sixties to have his own shtetl outside of uh the city. And at that time um there was talk of moving, you know, um, opening up a shtetl in Dover, New Jersey, then it was in Staten Island. Uh at that time Staten Island didn't have yet the uh Verrazano Bridge um, you know, connecting it between Brooklyn and Staten Island. Um, so there's a lot more land available, um, but the problem was that every time they were talking about it and it came out in the news, you know the locals started uh, rebelling against it. So in 1972-73, when they when they um, decided to move to um, Orange County in Monroe, um, they did it smartly. Everything was on the wraps. No one knew about it, only those who needed to know, and that's how they successfully started the um, Kirisio community.
0: Because you uh, see, even today, in this inter I didn't know that part that it had to be done in a hidden manner, otherwise there would have be been opposition to having them move there. And you find that even today where there's opposition for, you mentioned Bloomberg, but for a while there was a problem there uh, with moving in in other areas, so it's not so easy to be a Hasidic Group and move into an area where you can just come in and live your life because there's community opposition. Where people don't want the Hasidim to be in their community,
1: right? I mean, Kiryas Joel broke all records, and their their own village, their own town now, um, their own fire department, everything is, you know, their their own uh, court system. Actually, they're just uh, opening up uh, their own courthouse, so it's um, they're breaking the records in every aspect of having. Uh, everything independent um... so you know the quality of life for of, of the citizens of Kirizio is you know yeah. uh, at the highest level
0: no and listen when the Rebbe's I said when I started out and we'll end with when the Rebbe started out handful of Hasidim today you have two different groups uh... you met in the tens of thousands Uh, Also, the Satmar community, I think, is very savvy when it comes to politics and being part of the New York fabric, which is nice to see. People think Chabad has it and Chabad does, but I think Satmar may have even more political savvy when it comes to dealing with the community and dealing with society at large.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference when it comes to Chabad and Satmar. Chabad is more spread out all over. Um, It's amazing, you know, wherever you go, you have... uh, you're able to go into Chabad house and Davam and, and eat, um so they're not, you know, concentrated in, in certain area in only, you know, in and a certain amount. Versus in the Southmar community it's more or less, you know, when it's, it's you know, it's, it's a dozen or more communities but it's you know, it's whatever it is. Um so there you know there there lies the difference between the Saturn and Chabad communities. And that's probably why um, you know, you can see a little more influence because the numbers are probably more when, when you're in concentrated, um, communities. Um, but you know, well, everyone has their influence, uh, whatever they need to do. And, you know, Batmer is good at what they're doing. Chabad is uh, good at what they're doing, you know, highly, highly, different. le, kim, chayim. Last they're
0: question. All doing,
1: uh, good things
0: have, have tensions eased between Rav Zalman Leib's followers, one soccer group, and Rav Arun's followers, uh, from Monroe? Is things a little quieter, or is there still the same tension that existed in the, a while ago?
1: No, no, it's absolutely, uh, life is completely different, uh, as when the split happened. You know, the split happened, uh, a lot of, uh, unknowns, uh, it's now a lot of years later, and, uh, um I would rather not go into those details, but, you know, to answer your question, uh, it's definitely uh, completely different than what it was.
0: I thank God for that. Gursi Schlesinger, CEO of the Parker Group, community leader, community activist involved in not only the community of Winsburg, but the Jewish community at large. Good to have you back on the 43rd yard side of the Sopran Rebbe Zechot Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Zef.
0: And we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zeb Rana. He is so smart, and he is so innovative, and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikach, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. Thanks for listening. For
1: continuous Jewish programs, TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com.